Hey guys, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. You guys have done a phenomenal job of supporting through season one and into season two, and I can't thank you enough. These first set of episodes are a little rough around the edges because I was still figuring out what the podcast was going to become. So if you haven't taken a listen to any of season two yet, I urge you to do that. But other than that, just strap in and enjoy the ride. We have had so much fun making this for you guys. Thank you so much. guys and welcome back to the nashville for nobody's podcast i am your host bobby gordon also known as story of bob on today's episode we're going to pick up right where we left off with eli and grace and talk about a lot more of their story in town we're going to hit on some mental health issues that musicians and creatives face and just talk a little bit more in general about what life is like in nashville so without any further ado i hope you guys enjoy it and here we go So you, you had touched on it a little bit earlier, but what is the dynamic being a female musician in Nashville? I think it's just like, I, again, and you know, we're still new to the city, right? Like a lot of people tell you it's like a five-year city. Like right. it's going to take five years for you to really be playing consistently. Um, I think I am just, my radar is up. I'm just a little bit more cautious about the bars and the musicians that I get into bed with. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I'm just not trying to play misogynist bingo. You know what I mean? There's like this culture in Nashville where you have a male singer and then you have a girl singer and you literally have the girl singer there to be half naked and to run the tip bucket and to sing right. a few tunes. And that is very common. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry, I am not a tip bucket girl. I am not the side singer and I'm not going to do that. So trying to find places where I can be, where I can be the singer, where I can be the front woman and not feel like I have to just kind of step to the side yeah. because that's the expectation in the city. Um, there's, there's not, there's not a ton. There are way more male front singers than there are female front singers in this city. So I'm just, I'm just not, uh, you know, and I've done plenty of gigs now. Like that's most of the singing I've done in the city is as the side female singer. Right. And you know, I know I'm getting my feet wet. I'm meeting musician, so it's been fine. But I, I am not comfortable doing that for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, um. So yeah, I just feel like I'm a little bit more cautious. I try and keep everything a little bit closer to the chest because I'm trying to make sure that the vibe is right and yeah. I'm not going to be talked down to. Like I'm just a piece of ass up there to like run the tip bucket and let men look at my tits. <laughs> like One of the things that I noticed that confused me very early on is like on all of the gig finder sites, if there's a female looking for a gig, I'd say 80% of the time in the little pitch that they post that they post that they'll run the bucket. Mm -hmm. Like that that's, that's such a priority. Yep. And and that is how you make the money. You know what I mean? But oh, I get somebody needs to run the bucket. Somebody Absolutely. needs to run the bucket. Like, and should be a team if you though. are a secondary vocalist mm -hmm. and you do sit out songs, like run the bucket. It's easier to run the bucket. Mm -hmm. So, like, I understand how it falls to a female vocalist mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. But the fact that that needs to be brought up in the pitch to get a gig playing music, yeah, doesn't make sense to me. I would assume yeah. that somebody's going to run the bucket. Yeah. Like period one of the bands that we met initially and you know kind of gave me my first gigs to you know come up and just like sing some extra tunes and stuff he um he made sure to let me know like 
I I'll run the bucket too. When you're up there, like I'll go run the bucket. Like that's not all on you. And, um, but this, you know, we did some, just some straight fill in gigs for this band when they were out of town. And when he was telling this bar that he worked for, that he had gotten, you know what I mean? A fill in. So they didn't have to find someone else. You know, this bar owner asked him to send me, send them a picture of me. You know what I mean? Mm. He wanted to see what I looked like. It wasn't enough that this guy was like, this girl's a great singer. She's going to fill in. What does she look like? That was important. You know what I mean? I had to get the pass based on my Facebook profile picture to be allowed to go sing this gig. As the leader. As the leader. I could understand image concerns if like it's a branding thing Mm -hmm. or like, like if you're about to do you know, a bunch of meet and greets to sure. promote your record. Like, image is important. But it's a Broadway bar. But yeah, like, and <laughs> you're, a you're, a, you're there to entertain. You're a fill-in, first of all. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're, it's not, I mean, I would hope it would lead to other opportunities. Mm-hmm. But, like. Yeah, it, it was weird. zero sense to me. Well, and he even made sure to let me know this, the, the band leader, he was like, just so you know. You know what I mean? And he was upfront with me about yeah. it. He's like, he's like, I hope it's okay. You know what I mean? And. So, you know, and again, like, I'm not saying that every male musician in Nashville is some misogynist. That has not been my experience. I have met some really nice guys who are really encouraging and really cool and have made sure to not me- make me feel like just the tip bucket girl, you know, but but it, but it's out there. So, oh, again, absolutely. it's just it's again, it's just being cautious for me. It's just having my radar up a little bit to find those people that are going to treat me like that, because that is not who I want to work with. And I mean, we, before moving here, even and in, in soon after getting here, you know, we'd been heard stories. And, yep. And female. Plenty of stories. Female musicians and artists telling us stories and, mm-hmm. you know, just making you a little more self-aware, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was glad to have the advice. I was glad to have the heads up that that was the market I was walking into. Well, I mean, even, even as a, a male musician, like you run into tons of people that are more than happy to take advantage of you and yep. to screw you over and just be a jerk. Yep. So, I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not insurmountable. You know what I mean? It's not insurmountable. You just have to be careful who you get into bed with. Right. That's that's all there is to it. You know, don't don't allow yourself to be an object. You know, be be selective. I, you know, it's hard because when you first get here, you want to say yes to everything. You want to take any right. gig that anybody brings to you. But, you know, and I have had to kind of pump the brakes sometimes on like the easy route because the easy route was going to make me miserable, <laughs> you yeah, know, and be treated like, like that. Set up and respect your boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Know what you're looking for. Know how you want to be treated and don't accept anything else. And if you find yourself getting into a situation and, you know, and it's tough because you don't know if you get into these situations to get yourself out of that am I going to be blacklisted then are they going to shit talk me to all these other bars am I not going to be able to work again so it's it's delicate it can be yeah I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna lie (laughs) and it's such a and and it sucks because it's it's such a like fine line that has to be walked and the worst part about it is like just listen to her sing for eight bars the fucking sound that comes out of her face is incredible and (laughs) Eli's my biggest fan he's so cute (laughs) but it's like that should be what matters you know right you know when when we're down there and singing fucking what's up and Tennessee whiskey and she's just down there ripping on them it's like that should be the thing that like people get excited about that Mm -hmm. that keeps people in your bar oh absolutely Mm -hmm. you know I mean 
It's not hard on the eyes, so that's nice, but, you know, that's, like, <laughs> but, but, like, that, that shouldn't even matter. Like, she's such, it's just being a great singer, and for any, any female down mm-hmm. there, I mean, here. I mean, that's just females in the music industry in general, you know what I mean? I had a guy friend one time, he's like, oh, I love Clay, Kelly Clarkson, even when she got fat, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that has to do with it. I was like, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's one of the best singers in the business, right. you know what I mean? I was like singers female singers are paid to be professionally good singers not professionally good looking that's what a model is for i have no aspirations of being a model i have aspirations (laughs) of being a singer you know what i mean i am not professionally good looking i'm a professionally good singer and the sad fact is sometimes you hear some of the like newer pop stars and stuff like that and with being an influencer and stuff with social media it's kind of like i've heard you sing paid more for being good looking than you are yeah singing I mean, if, and if you're hot and you can get your foot in the door because you're hot, good. You know what I mean. Work with what you're given. All right. <laughs> I was fixing to say, if given the opportunity, Heck I will yeah. let somebody pay me to look at me. Heck like, yeah. <laughs> what you into, bro? <laughs> but that's just that's just not that's not the value that I feel like I bring. You know, right. I don't. I'm not trying to book gigs because I think I'm hot enough to book a gig. I'm trying to book gigs because I'm a I'm a good singer. <laughs> so yeah, 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 and and you know. <clears throat> only having to deal with it. I mean, and we even back in Ohio, we dealt with it. You know, oh, I'm sure it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, that's again, it's being a female in the music industry. Yeah. You know, and we were, you know, we were talking a little bit about the the story before we started, but yeah, like you know, being on the gig and going outside, and you know, after we finished up or we were on a set break or whatever, three and girls, one boy in this it, band. Set yeah, up. and that was the setup that we had for the night, and walking outside just to catch some air, and and you know, guys out and some dudes out there having a smoke, and just being like. Man, you guys sound pretty good, but I just don't understand how you play in a fucking band with all these women. And I'm just like, excuse me? Oh, man, it's just like I can't imagine dealing with all that drama. And it's like, well, I play with them because they're some of the most incredible musicians in this city and some of the most incredible players I've had the opportunity to share a stage with. Right. That's why I play with them, Mm -hmm. you know. And, and there isn't any drama. <laughs> yeah, no, we no were, drama. We so loved working together. The dynamic of that group was just a tight knit five people in that band that were just like all like slightly different personalities, but mm-hmm. enough the similar personality. Yeah, that we, it's a beautiful cocktail of personalities. Yeah. It's a family. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, family through and through. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, you know, just like a, you know, a guy saying that, you know, you know, getting that shit, and then you know her coming out yeah and he's like man you guys are pretty good for a bunch of girls and i you know i clap back immediately and i'm like i was like yeah our vaginas don't always get in the way oh i didn't mean it like that oh i was like yes you did guy like don't bullshit me like if you're if you're gonna say something shitty to me don't be surprised when i say something shitty back to you like fuck off (laughs) yeah and that's just and that's just the nature of it and it's it's unfortunate because i mean when you get to play in a band with such incredible musicians Mm -hmm. you know fucking matter you know so how, how much of that do you think is they don't understand the quality of what they're hearing because the average listener can only understand so much mm-hmm. you're right you're right you know um actually I, it's funny because i think that you know having a female lead guitar player like megan who is so good who you know she has a jazz degree she is trained she has studied um it all it you know it's it's a negative in some ways to be a female but it's also a huge plus because you don't see a lot of female lead players you see a lot of female rhythm players and that there's respect in that in and of itself there's you know what i mean i'm not saying that rhythm players are not as valuable as lead players but to see a female up there just ripping on guitar solos blows people's mind the re the response you 
you get to it you know people can hear the quality but it gives her honestly a little bit of an edge because right. she is a female and it's not and it's a male dominated instrument you know it's not oh i oh a female singer wow there's plenty of female singers you know but a female lead guitar player that is shocking that is impressive to people in and of itself yeah and to be able to deliver it's not like oh she plays lead but she's a girl, so it's okay that she's just an average lead player. No, she plays lead. She's a badass lead player, and she's a girl. And the combination is potent. People just lose their minds over it. It's really oh, cool sure. to see. Yeah. And with that group, too, and, you know, being a little more of a jam bandy kind of group, you know. And, and I, we would play – there's some tunes we would play. Similar, pretty straight. Pretty straight. But, like, when we do, um, you know, any Fleetwood Mac song, those tunes were just Mm -hmm. lend themselves to be jam songs Mm -hmm. you know and our version of rihanna goes on forever (laughs) some nights some nights that and you know and being a drummer and and you know driving driving the ship you know and and being the captain and and really just like driving the whole thing it it lended me to when we go on those jammy tangents to be able to be like you know and everyone's looking you know you want to come back in fuck no dude let's go another round mm-hmm. man she's on right, right one now one more yeah, chorus like, we're just like <laughs> let's run it again because you know and so some nights yeah Rhiannon would turn into a 20 minute mm-hmm. song and it's feeling out the audience you know that's kind of the benefit of like being in a band that's like loose but tight at the same time you can like feel the energy yeah. of the of the bar of the patrons if they're giving the energy back to you you know and they're enjoying what you're doing you know you kind of have that permission to keep going and to jam because they're gonna dig it so. And that's where your like own arrangements really start to pop out too, and mm-hmm. that was the cool, th- cool aspect of that yeah. is being like, when you're on a guitar solo for eight minutes, and right. it's kind of like, okay, cool, yeah, we can just keep jamming through these chords, but it's like, eh, let's do something a little different rhythmically here, you know, mm-hmm. and and with like the bass player, um, I played with, and him and I played together so much, so much. I mean, to the extent that like I knew what he was gonna do just like based on the way his fingers plucked the strings right i could hear what kind of rhythm he was going to play a mile away and you know he played on my senior recital um for jazz for um for school when i was finishing my jazz degree and like there's moments in my senior recital where it's like he's soloing and there's just shit that's like not even where he started to do something like i just knew he was going to go into this like triplety rhythm here or the 16th Mm -hmm. note rhythm and i felt it coming a mile away and it's just like hit immediately, like almost like we planned it out, you know. And so playing with a dude like that in a jammy band with having, you know, both of us having jazz backgrounds and which is a, you know, improv music from, the, you know, the, the word go. Right. It's, you know, it, it helps you. It helps you be able to hear that stuff, you know. And so like, yeah, Tennessee Whiskey is the same way. You know, we're playing Tennessee Whiskey and that solo section might turn into an eight minute jam in that solo section because we're feeling it. But, you know, that song's all, you know, bass in 6-8. But, you know, bass player and I feel like playing in fucking two. So we're going right. to play in two over top of 6-8 for a couple bars, you know. And it's not a thing where, like, everyone falls on their faces and they're like, what's happening right now? What's happening? Right. You know, it's it's just a thing where... They it's tr- cool to play in a band where people can toss out musical ideas and everybody else on picks the spot. it up. On the spot. And people, everybody else will hear it and pick it up and run with it. Everyone, and it's funny because everyone turns around and it's not a deer in the headlights look when something happens like that. It's, it's like a, a fuck dude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Respect. I heard what you did there. Let's do it. <laughs> like, you know, and, and that's, and that's an amazing feeling to mm. be, to be in that. And it's in, in, in like coming into situations when, when you're playing with different people all the time and you don't know who it, 
it really hinders what you're comfortable yeah. with yeah. going for. Because mm-hmm. you have no idea if they're going to And I mean, up. the last thing you want is to mess somebody else up. Yeah. Right. That, that's, the, that's the biggest absolute insult you could do at that point in time. Yeah. Is to mess somebody else up. And it, and it takes a lot when I'm doing gigs down on Broadway, you know, and we're playing something and, I, and maybe we're ripping on a solo section and... I haven't really ran into like many jammy situations. You no. had kind of talked about like people trying to play a little truer to the record, but maybe the end of a song we're jamming on something, you know, like Dixieland delight mm. and the guitar player is just really going for it. And he's just, come on, come on, keep passing, keep going, you know? And I feel something coming and I'm like, I want to do this real bad. I want to put a stop here right now. Cause it lends itself to, you know, let's do the, let's do the free bird stops right now right? or something. But I'm like, if I go for it and these cats don't catch on, man, am I not going to get called yeah. again? <laughs> right. Like, or, or the opposite where like you, you, you're in the middle of a great solo section at the end of a song and it needs to keep going. And then the second you commit to like going around again, they hit the stops at the end of the song. Yeah. You're like, ah, <laughs> dang it. It was so good. Sorry, bro. You didn't look at me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like. I definitely have played with guitar players where I'm like, man, you could have kept going. Like, you know, they, they do these solos and then they stop. And I'm like, man, like I could have used a little bit more solo because I'm used to lots of solo. And I like that. I like a ripping guitar solo. If right? you can do it, do it. So that definitely is not really the culture on Broadway, though, which is disappointing. But, you it know, is, it's, it's kind of it is what it is. I mean, people would love that. But mm. again, and the the having to have a different lineup all the time mm-hmm. doesn't lend itself yeah. to a lot of and i've kind of like i've kind of um when when we you know get the chance to do gigs together downtown i kind of have taken it upon myself to like whatever guitar player we're playing with approach them and be like hey man you fucking solo as long as you want tonight yeah feel free just go you know play your instrument yeah, yeah. like <laughs> don't don't think you have to stop after eight bars or two passes or whatever yeah. right. like if you're feeling it and it's like I like to build a solo. I like mm-hmm. I like the energy to build and and build and and then it finally you know explode in this orgasmic kind of just epic thing, right? You know, and and it seems like you you just don't have as many opportunities to create that. Yeah. And so I try to like when when we're doing stuff together, it's like, hey, if you want to solo for thirty two bars. You go right on ahead and solo yeah. for 32 right. It's bars. also not in everybody's skill set. You know what I mean? There's some really great guitar players who aren't comfortable with soloing that long. Right. You know, they kind of learn the guitar solos verbatim and they learn them very well, but they're not really comfortable with the improv aspect, you know, and coming from, you know, working with Dave, our bass player back in Ohio, he he's a bass player that knows how to play a solo. And we were a band that was fine with some bass solos, <laughs> you know, and but the average bass player in nashville they're not really interested in playing a solo right like they're there to hold it down and there's nothing right. wrong with that but like they're great at it they're great, they're great at, at it, it. No, but there, there's been so many t- and like i've seen a lot of bass players get forced to solo and they always seem super awkward and weird yeah. and like like there's always that silent conversation where the singer's like you want one yeah and the bass player's like absolutely not no. yeah. and he's like yeah take one and it's like mm, see i don't see? do that like if i if i tell a bass player but like you can solo if you want you know what i mean they're like please don't do that i'm like you got it dude you know what i mean again right. it's not in everybody's skill set and there's nothing wrong with that so you know play your strengths if you're not a soloer then that's fine <laughs> i found it funny though too getting on one of the one of the first couple gigs that i did um uh, I was playing with someone and uh, it was the first gig I had done with them. And I was just kind of like, uh, I'm like, Hey, if you want to give me some drum solos tonight, like feel free. Like I'm happy to take some drum solos and just like the amazement, like, Oh, you solo, you can solo. 
yeah, man. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll give you some. Like, right. You know, drummers and bass players, it's not always, not always. The rhythm section is supposed to hold it down. Yeah. You know, what they're asked to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever run into this, but like, if I do get thrown like the random drum solo that I didn't know was coming, mm-hmm. it's always in like the worst possible song that has oh, the most difficult no groove idea. to hold yeah. on to while you're trying to solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely always kind of a, like look on my face it's like why did you think that was a good idea why right? do you think this was i'm gonna the power song through this to, yeah. right now but like this isn't really the song yeah. like like those sounds like a lot of times i'll just be like all right cool well i'm just gonna drop the song all together do a cool drum thing and mm. then i'll count us back in yeah because yeah like we, if i fight through this it's not gonna sound good and you're not gonna get what you want it's, it's it's gonna be super clashy and not right. jive the way you want it to uh yeah but yeah, so that's yeah, that's that's kind of an interesting thing um, coming from that kind of jammy band, you know, moving down here and 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 having to like tell it's, guys. I mean, it's completely different dynamic. No, totally different. Yeah, yep, different different scene, different dynamic, and that's and again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's cool. You know, you just got to figure it out and kind of figure out what the expectation is and what everybody's comfortable with doing. So hopefully, I mean, it's, but it's also like the goal for us, like we would like to have consistent players. We would like to find musicians that we really like because every once in a while, like for a while we were playing after this one band, um, in this one like week of gigs we were doing and they were tight and I was talking, you know, they had a female singer and I was talking to her afterwards and I was like, man, I was like, you guys are tight. I was like, you play together a lot, don't you? And she's like, yeah, we're really fortunate. Like this, this iteration, this group, we play together regularly. She's like, we're really fortunate because, because you can, as a musician, you can just hear the difference between a tight band that plays together and a band that got thrown together that night. And it's, it's kind of a privilege and it's kind of a cool thing because everybody's trying to hustle and like play as many gigs as they can, especially like not as like a front person, but as a backing musician you know as a drummer as a bass player um so to have that consistent iteration that's definitely that's definitely something we would really like to have that's i want to have that dynamic on stage again i want to have that freedom and that creativity yeah it's it, it's yeah it's it's interesting in that sense because the more you play with people the more creative you can allow it to mm-hmm. be right but also what an incredible experience to just walk up on stage with somebody and just do it Mm-hmm. And just do the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's something to be said about that. And this, met and, some great players that way. Yeah, and this city has been, and that's the amazing thing about it is just like you just get to walk out there with dudes that you don't know and just play some music for four hours, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, it's I hadn't felt a feeling like that in a long time. That nervous energy of mm-hmm. of being like, all right, man, like. I know back to that deer in the headlights feeling that I felt when I first started working with that band initially I was like you know just anxious the whole time the first gig I did on Broadway he wasn't on it with me and I texted him and I was like I was like I'm so uncomfortable like I'm just like waiting for this gig to be over like Mm -hmm. this is so nerve-wracking like I'm not you know and he's like keep smiling get through it you know but it is it is nice too when you walk into a gig and you don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. and then one of your best friends is up there setting up and you're like oh god yes (laughs) tonight is gonna be so fun (laughs) i know him yeah Yeah. but no there's like i said broadway is definitely a different dynamic and there's a lot to learn from it and there's a lot of positives but like i definitely miss the full band setting Mm. like having having guys that i know what they're gonna do they know me they know my style Mm -hmm. like everybody's cool with everything they're not expecting something and then I can't deliver that because that's not what I do. So, yeah. Um, 
talking about you mentioned a little bit like your first gig he wasn't on it and of course you've done a lot of gigs she wasn't on Mm -hmm. what's it like being in the same in the same career and being you know in the same unit sometimes and Mm -hmm. then on completely different paths other times it's kind of awesome you know because you you well so when I first started singing with that cover band you know one of his best friends he was like what's that like you know like you guys are like dating you're working together like aren't you sick of each other and we're like no it's awesome getting to make music with someone you love and respect um so that's really cool and it's so it's just that understanding, like we look forward to those opportunities where we do get to play together. Like I feel so secure when I have him behind me. I know he's got me and that is so supportive in and of itself. But those times when I don't get to work with him and he's doing something else and I'm doing something else, like we're all just out here hustling. You right. know, what am I supposed to do? Not take a gig because he can't be on it and vice versa. Like we're trying to do something here and not there just has to be that understanding and so when you date a musician who gets it you know you get it it's it's super cool yeah and that and that can be a struggle i mean for me gigging as long as i have and playing in bars and going through relationships other relationships while doing the gig thing and not mm-hmm. being around on the weekends and because he had never I had dated some other like singers in college but I had kind of, I was kind of over dating musicians at a certain point because everybody knows your business then like yeah. you know music programs are pretty insular um, but he had never dated another musician no I hadn't and it was a uh, it was incredible coming into a situation like that especially being in music school still and her going through music school and already being done and and her knowing the struggle I was going through like trying to get through college and working 25 30 hours a week while also gigging you know a lot of nights out of the week you know and just not really being home home was kind of where i showed up and slept right you know while going through college you know and getting here you know and and i'm gone most weekends now you know Mm -hmm. being out on the road and 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 doing tour weekends and stuff like that and you know we work during the week and we get to see each other for you know hours few hours few hours night. at night and and stuff like that but um it's always like a weekend like this where you know i wasn't out on the road or you know we didn't have any gigs downtown or she didn't have anything downtown or whatever you know uh you get to cherish those moments that you spend get to spend like a whole weekend together right yeah it's special it's it's it feels like a privilege again but also i don't feel like i have to explain myself when i'm taking gigs mm-hmm. man that that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's, and that's the thing is like, I've talked to so many, so many players down here that are like, oh, I don't tour because my wife or my girlfriend hates right. when I'm out on the road, you know? And it's like, well, I get that, you know? I get it more like if you've got kids, you know what I mean? And like, you're trying to like do all the things, all the work that require, like that having children requires, you know? So if they're feeling unsupported like I can understand how that would be a little frustrating but also like you kind of have to know who you're getting into bed with right like if you're dating someone or marrying someone who is a musician if you don't understand that that's part of the game don't date a musician right <laughs> don't do it because no, I, that's I've, the lifestyle I've always tried to make it clear with everybody I date you gotta like, be up front. I'm a musician mm-hmm. And I will be a musician when you leave me. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen. This is my first love. I've been doing this for years. You just showed and up. And then, like, <laughs> pretty much. Like, yeah. in most of my relationships, it was all local gigs. So, like, yeah. I wasn't traveling. But it's always been, like, hey, like, 
eventually like my goal is to be on the road mm-hmm. like i want to be doing massive stadium shows yeah. like i want to be gone three six months out of the year mm-hmm. working and like i've always said that and it seems like the first time that like anything happens and it's like oh well i'm out on the road for the next two weeks oh so you're just leaving for two weeks but yeah like we've talked about i'm working a for lot. two weeks yeah <laughs> And then, or, like, if I have to miss, like, a birthday mm. or a That's family get-together. And it's, like, everybody wants to jump to, well, you're picking that over me. Well, like, I'm picking getting paid over not paying our electric bill. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, and I always found that, like, having that conversation, and we had this conversation. Yeah, I, like, she, I already talked about it. You know what I mean? kind of touched on it, but, like, anyone I was ever going to be in a relationship with, it was, like, you know, okay, cool. We're a couple weeks into this. It seems like something maybe. Maybe has some legs. It'll. It's a. I'm gonna sit down and say, look, you are not more important to me than music. Uh, right. Music is my first and for like this is what I'm doing with my life. And if you're cool with it, then let's continue this. And if that's not something that you can get behind and support, then you know we'll I'm just, not the guy for you. Yeah, we'll just call this now. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. and fortunately with her, it was there was the conversation was had, but it was just a like cool man let's do this thing like mm-hmm. why you know, not <laughs> and, and her being a musician it she got it she, right you know it was, well she was sitting there like that's what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so you know both wanting to do the same thing and hopefully getting to do it together that's that's that the would goal that we would love to work together you consistently know, that would be amazing to do that um but if that's not the case and that's not what happens we both understand that you know that might not be the way the chips fall Right. Well, and I, and I don't see a situation where, like, you two would be completely isolated either. Like, you will always be able to work together, mm-hmm. just maybe not full-time exactly. or super consistent. But, there, I mean, there's always going to be projects. There's always sure. going to be gigs. Like, We find the opportunities to play together where we can. Because um, I know if I'm ever hired for a gig and they're asking if I know a, a drummer, yeah, I got a drummer. I know that if he ever gets hired for a gig, you got a singer? Yeah, I got a singer, right? Like, we're going to take each other along wherever we can. Hell, even if I'm not getting hired for a gig, I try and... Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, I got the singer if you need somebody. Yeah, Yeah, he's pretty much my manager at times. He talks to me I got this electric... I mean, singer that makes money. I mean, is really good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My car broke down. Will you hire her? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you want to hear a video of my fiance singing? Uh. (laughs) Tennessee whiskey is pretty much worn out on my phone at yeah. that point. It's not even possible. But. but that being said, like once you once you've like established yourself as the artist in a venue, like you get to pick your band. Exactly. So, I mean, at that point, like another reason why I don't want to be the tip bucket girl on the side. You right, know what I mean? Like right. I want to pick my musicians again. I want to work with the musicians that I want to work with because there's a lot of really great players out here, but there's also a lot of players that are not as great. You know what I right. mean? Like it's a big pool. Not everybody is like the same level that I would like them to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you're moving here, when you're 19 years old, you still have a lot of growth, you know. So um, I would like to be able to pick the musicians I work with. I want to trust them. I want to believe in their abilities. Um, And you got to do that when you're in that band. Talent isn't linear either. Like Mm, some guys are really great players Mm -hmm. and they just don't do what you need them to do exactly and that doesn't take anything away Mm -hmm. from their skill level just because they're not the right player for me doesn't mean they're not the right player for someone else and that that's something i'm struggling with right now like i've i've 
I've lost a couple of gigs where like I really wasn't the right drummer for that mm-hmm. gig. I tried to mold myself into that, but like you can only edit so much yeah. of what you have. And so losing those gigs hurt, but I'm getting to play with some guys now that appreciate my style and the way yeah. I play and it's a much better situation and we get a much better response Absolutely. than me trying to like stress out over oh that fill is just a little too bombastic I shouldn't have done that I'm gonna get yelled at for that later kind yeah of things so. you don't want to be on edge you don't want to feel like you're constantly like right disappointing someone or like you know it's not quite what they want like that's that's an uncomfortable again playing on broadway is already uncomfortable like know that like if you're trying to play on broadway like you're just going to be uncomfortable a lot of the times because you're playing with musicians you don't know so it is naturally an uncomfortable situation but um yeah it can be more uncomfortable if you're not the right fit right that just exacerbates that problem and and i feel like that's the thing like everybody on broadway is trying to be everybody's cup of tea Mm -hmm. like they're trying to be the guy for every gig instead of focusing on what they do best yeah. and i feel like in a lot of situations that gives a lot of amazing players a bad reputation yeah um i know we mentioned josh a couple of times it took forever for me to get him to fill in with one of the bands that i played with because that wasn't really his forte yeah and he's an amazing player yeah. and can follow anything so when he finally did everything was amazing Mm-hmm. But he was so nervous to mess up bad enough to where it would hurt his reputation yeah. in town that he wouldn't take the game. It's good to be self-aware. Yeah. yeah. Know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. that's important. Trying, trying, to be, yeah, trying to be a chameleon is a, is a really tough thing as a musician. I mean, even professional musicians, like, right. like I'm talking high-level professional musicians, mm. those guys aren't professionals because they can do everything. Vinnie Caliuta, maybe. But other than him. He's not human no i mean go record a <laughs> jazz album and then walk across the hall and record on a megadeth record like right you know that dude is not human no um but you know guys got to where they got because they found the right people that like you had said kind of respect mm-hmm. and appreciate the way that they approach their instrument and as drummers it's such and and bass players and as as a rhythm section oh yeah because you are the one holding it together it's such a responsibility um, when it comes to the gig and making the gig feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, it's kind of on you yeah. as, as a, a rhythm player, you know, um, as, or as, a, as the rhythm section, you know. And so trying, you know, playing with new bass players for the first time and trying to gel with them immediately and mm-hmm. be like, cool, wh- where do I need to sit within the right. context of the tempo you know, to make this feel really good, you know? And so it's such a responsibility that, yeah. And, and you, you know, you can always want to try to be everything for everybody, you know, right. It's all about getting the next gig and it's like, Oh cool. This is just a classic country gig. That's what it is. I don't know a whole lot of classic country, you know, but like, you know, I would probably take it and try and do my homework to the best of my ability, but it's going to be where I, well, my- you have to balance that like how comfortable are you with this gig and how much do you need the money yeah sure like, and how much preparation can you do for it right. you know what i mean are you getting the call day of saying hey i need you to come fill in on this gig with this music that you may or may not know and honestly i'm more willing to take those because their expectations can't be as high sure like if True. you have a mm-hmm. month to prepare for a gig and you show up and you fumble through it that's totally on yeah. you yeah. and don't do that by but the way <laughs> if, if if you get like asked on your way out of a bar to go play what's up ESPN <laughs> to go play uh, 
a gig with a guy you've never met before and you show up and you do halfway decent, you're amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, mean, I mean, it's definitely <clears throat> totally circumstantial. Like, yeah, you saved the day at that point. You know? Right. And that that's how I've met some of, like, my favorite people to play with is gigs that I almost said no to because I didn't know anybody on the gig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, I mean, again, uncomfortable situation, but the more you do it and just, like, the more you're downtown – Mm-hmm. And stuck you get in used those. to being uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> the, the idea is that uncomfortable becomes comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was fixing to say I'm not <clears throat> sure I remember what comfortable feels yeah. like. Yeah, you know, and w- <clears throat> we were fortunate enough. I mean, again, we've only been here eight months. Um, we got here right at the beginning of May, mm-hmm. so of 2021. So, you know, coming from a situation being wickedly comfortable mm-hmm. for so many years within a group yeah. and then moving here and then just being like thrust into this thing where we're playing with people that we'd never played with you know and not having felt that uncomfortability in a long time mm-hmm. you know was crazy but then it was it was so fun we got to go back home for a, we've done a handful of gigs back home yeah we went to we did put in bay um which is and, our favorite venue to play at roundhouse bar yeah and it's our favorite venue i love yeah, playing there up near sandusky ohio do you know put in bay have you ever been up there i have not Oh, great time. I mean, it's kind of like Broadway, but it's, slammed it's into a... It's a small Broadway island. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people falling down <laughs> no. drunk at noon. Yeah, you it's, know, and, it's rowdy. Yeah, but so we got to go home and, and I mean, and that band, our band back in, in Toledo is, I mean, definitely like an island favorite. I mean, the locals all come out and pack that place when, mm-hmm. when we were there and then, you know, get people that were on vacation or whatever coming out. And I mean, yeah. the bar was always packed butt to nut, like from the get go. And right. so getting to go back there and being uncomfortable here doing some Broadway gigs and being on those gigs where you're uncomfortable and then you go back home and get to play with that band. And it's like, like slipping on your favorite warm PJs. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was, so comfortable. It was just like, but for me as a player too, I also found myself playing different. Oh yeah. Those gigs that I had for years and years and years done and you kind of just put yourself on autopilot mm-hmm. because you just fuck. It's a bit of muscle memory. Yeah, muscle memory and just doing the same fucking thing over and over. You're staying, playing the same songs, maybe adding a new one here or there. Right. You know, but for the most part, you kind of figure out what fills you like to do in these songs and you figure out these situations and stuff like that. But like as soon as I got to town and got thrown on these gigs and I was doing these these random gigs with random people and working on new material and being at home shedding and starting to work on new things it was i found myself when we got to go back home and play in a situation where i was comfortable super comfortable and was like you know what i've been working on this i'm just gonna go for it mm-hmm. you know and right. going for something and knowing that if you fall on your face we're all gonna laugh about it while we're getting hammered after the yeah game. <laughs> that's the thing like and I, i've said this a dozen times at least like mistakes are fine mm-hmm. like if you completely fumble a lead as long as like you don't make it a big deal you're fine mm-hmm. like if you play it right it becomes part of the entertainment value like if you botch something and you laugh about it and you make a joke about it on stage like people love that I mean, one person in that crowd that would have known though i mean you even know. if even if it's horrendous like there there's there's been a couple gigs where like i'll drop a stick at the absolute worst time and just be like well this section's blown right and like I'll just like raise my hand and be like, I messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody laughs at it and everybody like, that's part of the entertainment value. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the cool things about live music. Live like music, you said earlier, baby, is yeah. like, it's not 
I mean, it's it's scripted, but like it's you don't go back and fix it. Like yeah. once it's once the moment's gone, it's gone. It's you, done. You got to roll with the punches. You can't take yourself like too seriously. No, and you I feel can't. like that, right. you know, that's a thing that people can ha- let happen is like taking yourself too seriously when you're on gigs, especially gigs on Broadway where, you know, right. you're just you're there as more of almost as a, of an entertainer than you are oh, as, absolutely. A, you know, as a musician. And I feel like that's lost on a lot of bands on Broadway and it makes me sad. Like the the top bands on Broadway, first of all, they're more consistent bands. They right. play with the same guys yeah. more often. And they have things. They have little choreographed sections. They do it's rehearsed. You know, and it's 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 usually stuff that came up on the fly and is completely organic and then they kept it. Yeah, and because it's a consistent situation, like it morphs into an amazing stage show, and like vocalists on Broadway, they'll have their things, their little jokes, their little moves and tropes that they do. But mm-hmm. like for the most part, the rest of the band just plays the music. Yeah, and so that's that's one of my favorite elements about live music that I feel like is completely lost on Broadway for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. That's, that's been a bit of a learning curve for me because like coming into an already established band um I was not the I was singing lead but I was not the leader of the band right so I wasn't really the one that was like quipping with the audience too much you know what I mean because I didn't feel like it was my band right like yeah. I was in the band but it wasn't my band like the Earhart's are the girls you know like they're the two guitar players um and they had a huge reputation you know they know everybody in the music scene and everybody knows them and so coming here and stepping into singing lead, but also being the only person up there that's really going to quip with the audience, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I've had to kind of get that skill set a little bit more. Like I've had to develop that sort of skills and even going home and doing those gigs back in Ohio, you know what I mean? I felt a lot more comfortable and they didn't care. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they were like, shut right. up, don't say anything. This isn't your band. Um, but I was like stepping up a little bit more and bantering with the audience more and they loved it. You know what I mean? I was like, this is a skill I'm working on. I'm right. trying. I'm trying not to see myself as a member of a band, but like as the front person of a band. Right. So yeah, that's, and that's a skill in and of, of itself. You're charming as hell though. So I don't understand. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes I troll the audience a little bit too much. You know, she does, she does give the troll, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> when it's done right. It yeah. is like, there is definitely a way to do it. Yeah. And then a way to come off as not as okay. A frigid, yeah, like you know, there were some like bros at this one gig, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you, were you guys riding some scooters downtown today? You know, what's up, bros? Like scooter bros. Yeah, right. and they loved it. They thought it was hysterical. I was like, I was like, yeah, you think it's hysterical because you were riding those scooters, bro? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the the guy that I usually go on the road with, Clayton, he was he did uh, an episode of the podcast, but like. He's really good at picking the guy that doesn't like the band and just like teasing him and teasing him and poking him and poking him until just before it breaks. And then just being like, hey, dude, thanks so much for coming out. I am so glad you were here. You made tonight amazing. Right. And like <laughs> the whole situation's vibe changes immediately. And it's like, thanks for being my punching bag a little bit. You, you've, you've literally made fun of this guy all night <laughs> and everybody else loved it and made him so mad and then became his best friend in 12 seconds. <laughs> well, it's just like it's like a comedy show, right? Like right. When mm-hmm. the, you pick the one guy out of the audience in a comedy show to. Right. To just pick on all night. Yeah. But, I mean, again, that's a skill. And it speaking is. of skills, like I've been thinking about this a lot, like. As a musician, and especially as a singer that's trying to be an artist, there are so many skills required that have absolutely nothing to do with music. 
Yes. So since I have a musician and a vocalist here, I want each of your takes on like, what do you think the most important non-musical skill is to succeed in this business? I mean, for me, it's, I, it's networking, I, being able to, I mean, is that why kind of yeah. where you're like looking? Yeah. I mean, just being fearless in that sense and, and just going and asking for it because you never know who's going to say yes. All they can say is no. Right. You know, they're going to give you two answers, no or yes, you know. And, and you've already got to know if you don't ask. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, just, you know, being comfortable with taking your shot and and just reach out. to. I have landed so many gigs off of random ass messages to people. Right. Hey, how's it going? My name's Eli. And, like, you know, just given my credentials. But this person has no fucking idea who I am. They just right. got a random message in their in their inbox. And you know you get a response back that's like oh yeah cool what are you doing this date you want to come play this gig with me sure yeah you know right and so just being comfortable with networking and just being fearless in that sense that like you know you're you're they're only going to say yes or no and like it's not a rejection because of you or your ability or whatever you know right it's just you asking someone if you can help each other in some way right you know yeah, I mean, networking was definitely where my brain went to first. Um, it's definitely about meeting people. But I think for me, like, the skill that I wish I had more of, and I have kind of made it a point to, like, I need to be improving this skill, is um, social media. You know yes. what I mean? Because in Nashville, that's your calling card, right? Like, yep. it kind of shows. And I'm just, I'm not... I'm not big on social media. I don't post on Facebook much or Instagram much. It's just not something that I've ever really enjoyed. I don't really enjoy the artifice of it because, you know, you see your friends in these bands that are like, we're playing this super cool gig and you know, they're like super exaggerating it and it's really not that cool. Right. But like, that's part of the game, right? Like that is part of the game. So that is an aspect of the game that I am very uncomfortable with so far. And I am determined to kind of figure out because it's it's kind of a non-negotiable anymore like mm -hmm. your social media game kind of has to be strong you have to be posting about these things and it's just really strange for me because I was way more comfortable posting about gigs in a scene where people knew my band and knew me and I had friends and fans but being in a new city it feels so silly to me to be like, hey, guys, I'm singing at this bar. Like, no one's going to come see me. I don't know anybody here. You know right. what I mean? So, like, it's literally just posting for the fact to post to mm -hmm. show maybe someone in the future that, hey, you played a gig. Great. So that is, like, really weird to me. It's not my favorite aspect of the game. But, you know, and it's right, just though. It is super it is. important. It's super um, important. A friend of mine messaged me the other day, and she was like, hey, this Nashville artist is in town, and I'm thinking about going and checking him out. And I was like, okay, what's his name? First of all, I didn't recognize the name. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I was like, well, like, everybody in Nashville is a Nashville, Nashville artist. artist. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. And so I looked up his Facebook, and, like, I had to scroll for a solid 15 20 seconds before i found a link to his website yep and at that point i was like this dude's not doing anything mm -hmm. like well and that's become and that's the thing is is like it's it's a sad aspect of it but promoters and people 
are going to give more shits about how many followers you have on mm-hmm. your Instagram page yeah. than what you actually sound like. Yeah. If you want to get onto that music festival, if you want to be right. right down there at the bottom in the tiny little print, you know what I mean? Like you better have some followers to back it up. Yeah. That's one of the first things they're going to look at. Yeah. And like, you know, with um, kind of like what she was saying, coming from a band that was super established um, to now being an artist like for herself mm-hmm. and us trying to, to figure out what that artist looks like how we navigate that you know mm-hmm. while also being like we need to start trying to figure out how to get you some followers because no venue is going to take you serious you know aside from like playing on broadway you know and someone right. just giving you a shot like in town mm-hmm. you know but if like we're trying to book or something out of town you know touring any type of touring no one is going to take you serious if you don't right. have thousands of followers on your instagram page but then the catch 22 is how the fuck you're supposed to get thousands of followers if you can't go other places you know right Mm -hmm. and and but it's just this this game of going through and like just follow 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 and hope that people are going to follow you back just to you know superficially build that fan base you know um and yeah and i don't know i don't know if people like resort to like buying followers which you can definitely do you know what i mean like you can follow like you can pay for bots to follow your account and like boost your numbers i don't know if people do that that is not something i'm interested in doing like i just i i would like to be a genuine artist do you know what i mean i i don't want to bullshit people and try and make them think that these things that i'm doing are cooler than i really think they are you know what i mean like like you said you know you're playing on broadway and oh you're playing on broadway right. but you're just playing in a bar all right it's just in a different town um so it's hard for me to be like yeah i live in nashville now and i'm playing on broadway and i'm awesome you know what i mean because i'm it at doesn't the, feel at the that same awesome time, at the same time though you have to look you're looking at it from a different perspective yes. so like you're not looking at it from all the steps that you've climbed, you're looking mm-hmm. at how many you have left to climb because yes. you're still moving forward. Absolutely. Everybody else sees how far you've climbed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to Jim back home in Nowheresville, like it looks like you're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I ran into that recently talking to a friend because I was bummed out and I was having a bad night and I haven't been playing as much as I want. And I was just, you know, poor pitiful me. And she was like, dude, look, you play music for a living. You are already in the top 0.1% of the people that want your job. Yeah. So, I mean, we, it may feel like you're inflating it a little bit, mm-hmm. but in reality, you're not. You are in Nashville. You are yeah. getting to sing on Broadway. You are getting to participate in music in one of the biggest music centers in the world yeah. and with some of the top players. Like, you are already in like such a minority that yeah. you are a badass yeah something thousands of thousands of people wish they could be doing mm-hmm. you know we yeah, it's just hard to feel like that sometimes <laughs> well because yeah. because i mean even as like i think i'm a horrible drummer yeah <laughs> but i'm comparing myself to Vinny. right like i'll never hit that ever like there is not enough time in the universe for me to get that good at yeah, anything you missed your ten thousand hours when you were 12 years when you were 10 but, years old <laughs> but if I could turn it around and look the other way and look at how many drummers would kill to be as good as me. And I'm a, I'm, I might be okay on my best day, (laughs) but like I've worked my ass off to get okay. And I mean, I know personally I need to work on appreciating the time and effort that I put into it and where I've made it. 
and so yeah like i don't we were driving here today and uh we were you know i don't know what, what highway we were on coming out 24 here. or something 24, i don't yeah. know yeah but we were we were coming by and and i just kind of looked to my left and just we were driving by the city and mm-hmm. it just like the skyline was there and i like turned turned to her and i was just kind of like man every time i you know drive down here it like it kind of takes my breath away sometimes to like look at the city of nashville and mm-hmm. look at the skyline and be like holy shit i'm here and like success is like right at your fingertips can taste it yeah it's like you made the biggest thing the you did the biggest thing that you had to do which was right. get here yeah right? that is the most that's important the leap thing. that's the hardest part and a lot of people you know won't ever do it you know and again like it's it's just like i know some incredible players back home you know that are so good and it bums me out right that they're just and they're happy they're happy being back in Toledo and playing. In they Toledo. are full-time musicians. They're playing consistently. They play They've got a reputation. They do. I mean, they are some of the top players in the city of Toledo. And I mean, mm-hmm. they're first call guys and they're making really good livings mm-hmm. in Toledo doing it. Right. Um, but, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It seems you're so hungry, though, like you always want more, you know, and he Eli has a hard time accepting when people don't want as much as he does. You know, (laughs) I I completely understand. Like, if I don't feel like I'm progressing in some way or shape or form, like if I feel like I've fallen stagnant, even for a minute, like that's a huge hit on my mental health. Yeah, I get super bummed out super quick. And then at the same time, like if I'm moving just a little bit. Like, I can dive in and get obsessive and, like, just really push and push and push and try to make the best of, like, every little bit of thing that I can get my hands on. So Yeah, you have to take those small victories. And, oh, and, yeah. and especially, like, you know, like you were talking about earlier where you can, like, lose your gig at the drop of a hat, you know, right. and you never know. And it's hard not to take that personally, but it's not always personal. It's no, and most of the time it's got absolutely nothing to do with you. Right, exactly. And so it's, you know, that's kind of, a, you know, accepting those small victories and, and, right. and moving forward in that small way. But, but yeah, like. Musicians are hard on themselves. You know, we're always, critic. yeah, always I mean, going to be on worst You can't critic. be creative and not. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, yeah. it comes with the territory. It does. It comes with the musician's brain. Yeah, but yeah. it's so, yeah, just, you know, being here and being in the city, you know, and having to remind ourselves that, you know what, like maybe as many things aren't happening right now as we wish were happening again we've only been here for eight months so continuously reminding ourselves of that right how far we've come yeah um you know and yeah being able to be as fortunate as we've been with the gigs we've been given and the opportunities we've been given and getting for me getting to go out on the road so quickly getting to town and play with some amazing players out on the road and some amazing people and experience some amazing things you know that i would have never thought i would have gotten to experience you know um, being thankful and you know grateful for that stuff, you know, and and no, I'm not playing in front of fifty thousand people in stadiums yet, but you know, that's just every day. Hopefully, you're working right a little yeah. bit and moving a little further. The to important get there. thing, like you have to be able to see like the next step or two in front of you. You don't have to be able to see the the whole staircase. Right, you just got to see the next couple steps, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at. Like when we first moved here, I had like a bit of a it was a bit of an adjustment for me, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I didn't really know. I didn't really know what I was doing here, you know, so just trying to figure out what are the next steps. All right. You don't have to know what the end goal is. You don't know have to know what the end game is. Just figure out the next couple steps and take those steps as they come to you. And I mean, really, like as long as you 
you make a choice to do something, mm-hmm. you're progressing your career. Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best decision at the time or the right thing. But if you're doing something positive for your career, it's going to help. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, your other option is to sit and wait until you come up with what's the most beneficial mm-hmm. idea you can come up with but then you've wasted all that time where you could have been inching forward instead of ta- taking a giant step yeah. and all those little inches like they add up yeah like yeah. it's just keeping active keeping pushing and not letting the whole thing weigh you down because that's super easy to do yeah it's it's daunting it's it's a tough industry it's a tough town um and if you let everything, if you take everything personally and think that you suck because things aren't going as quickly or in the right direction as you wish, like, man, if you, you just have to have thick skin, you know, and if you don't, it's just not really the right, it's not the right industry for you. It's not the right town for you. You gotta, you and gotta again, be pretty as, tough. As creatives, like we're not born with thick skin. No. <laughs> we have to develop that. Yep. That's um, not something that we're given in our toolbox at birth. <laughs> yeah. Being a rock drummer going to, to jazz school, that definitely. Uh, oh, I bet. Yeah. You develop thick skin very quickly. Yep. I mean, being told you suck for four years you everything know. i learned is wrong yeah, yeah kind of you know amazing faculty and amazing teachers at the school you know and i, I had but that's how you get better you have to understand what you do wrong yeah, exactly but yeah you, you have to just be be understanding that yes like i know i need to work on this so what can right. i do little steps to make those things you know better and as and as musicians there's it's such an interesting thing because there's there's like kind of two schools that you need to kind of look at it where it's like little steps I'm taking every day to help my career progress and then like as a player and getting better right little steps I'm taking every day you know you see these insta chop guys out there that are just these incredible drummers that you're like I'm never gonna be able to play like that well if you watch them and they slow the shit down that they're playing yeah you can play it any drummer can play it you know and, and like also like, they have they have two or three patterns that they've just, like just hammered into the ground until yeah. they can do whatever they want with them but the, it, but they and mean, it looks amazing and they do it in a, such a creative way right you know so it's like you see those guys and you're like man i don't know that i'm ever gonna be able to play like that but you know the little steps to take every day to get yourself better and i i can already you know i feel myself growing as a player since I've gotten here, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've felt myself grow and progress and I've had a couple like aha moments, things that haven't happened, you know, in school it happens all the time. You have aha moments constantly where you're like, holy shit. All right. I finally figured it out. Yeah. You know? And, and then when you're on your own and you don't have a teacher there, like harping on you to like, you know, keep the blinders on is what I always like to say, you know, keep the blinders on, you know, don't go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Right. You know, when you don't have that and it's all on you to keep going, you know, um, you know, when you have those aha moments, they, they, they really are meaningful. And I feel like I'm, I've had a couple since I've gotten to town where things I can just feel myself getting better, you know? So like little steps there. And then, you know, you look on the other side and in these like small victories, you know, of things I've gotten to do as far as road work and gigs and things like that, you know, that to be very thankful for, you know, and hopefully a year from now, you know, we'll be further along. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think life is just, is, life is surprising and you just really don't know, you know, you can, you can plan what your life is going to look like, but you know, what, what's that saying? You know, we make our plans and God laughs, you know, <laughs> like right. you just, you just don't know. So you just kind of have to roll with the punches, keep moving forward and life is going to happen the way it's going to happen. And yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah. We're going to get to where we're going. It just, who knows what that looks like. You yeah. Know, exactly. Change the route. Don't exactly. change the goal. Yeah. 
but and, and in the meantime like obviously you're gonna progress and you're mm-hmm. gonna get more and bigger shows and don't let yourself fall into that trap of feeling like you haven't accomplished anything because you're looking at the big thing mm-hmm. and not paying attention to what you have accomplished all the steps in between yeah. that come before because i mean yeah. like i said like we're already in the top 0.1 percent of musicians on the planet mm-hmm. like so many people want to be exactly where we're at yeah and yeah. we're not I mean, we're obviously not satisfied, but yeah. in a lot of times we're not happy about it and we should be. Yeah. I had a girlfriend from my hometown, um, just happened to be in the city, like with some girlfriends and we'd only been here like a month or two at that point. Oh, and yeah. I was filling in on gig and she came out and she was like, and I was talking to her like on a break or something. Like I had gone to pee and I was chatting with her and she was telling me one of the girlfriends she was with, she's like, she's got a sister who's been in town for like years and mm-hmm. she's trying to be a singer and she hasn't gotten anywhere. And she was like she's like when I told her you were in town for like a couple months you know what I mean like it it is it's been a privilege to do the amount of work that we have done and that's not lost on us um we do feel fortunate to have gotten in with the right people to have met the right people and to have made the progress that we have you know we you know you just can't take that away from yourself and you can't downplay the fact that like even though it feels small right now when it's not the end goal it is still something well, and yeah. like we talked about before, like it's not, it's typically not based on your talent at this yeah. point. Like at this point. It's all about the people you know. It's assumed that you can do your job. Mm-hmm. Everyone can play. Yep. Like at this point, it's all the other stuff that you didn't realize you needed until now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like the social media or mm-hmm. the networking skills and like, like all of my gigs, all of them I have gotten because I knew somebody who yeah. hired the other guy and then I knew him and then he hired me for that gig mm-hmm. where I knew this other guy and so on and so like it's all connected it's yeah. there is no I'm just good and I got the gig yeah right that doesn't exist yep. yeah it's it's all not in this city yeah it's all from cats helping you out and it's you know and that just comes down to networking and meeting people and mm-hmm. getting and, out and meeting people and unfortunately as creatives and musicians like we're kind of almost trained from the beginning like we're by ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to do this alone because nobody else is going to support us. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to tell us we're crazy for trying. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. when you get to a city like this where people are like, hey, I'll help you out. It's almost like, a no, you won't. So just like, let me do my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's really easy to fall into that. Well, he said he would help, but I can't ask him. Yeah. Or and so that goes back to what you said just just ask yeah well and some people come through like we've definitely like made some contacts where we thought they were gonna like it was gonna be a really great contact and then it didn't end up being oh yeah and then we've made other contacts where we're like this is probably nothing and then it ends up being a great contact you know you just never know who's gonna come through for you and who's not so you just kind of most people aren't so like i mean it's a percentage game if Mm -hmm. if you get two percent then you better be meeting hundreds of thousands of people. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, that's why I just, everyone gets a business card or Instagram or right. whatever, you know, people that come through, you know, the music store or whatever. And like working there has been great because oh, I'm sure everyone comes there. You right. Know? And so you get to chatting with somebody and you're just like, cool, what's your Instagram, you know? And, and mm-hmm. here's a business card or whatever, you know? And, and, landing some gigs off of stuff like that oh yeah you know it happens so yeah definitely just taking your shot and being okay and understanding it's a numbers game you know you just got to keep plugging away and asking and you know just doing your thing and 
you know keep up on your fucking socials so that mm -hmm. people can see that you're you know oh they're gonna hire this guy this, uh one of the first experiences i had when getting to town is um a guitar because a uh, female artist had come through come through the music store and um I was talking to her and, and I was, I went to give her a business card and she goes, ah, oh, what's your Instagram? She goes, that's your business card here. And I told her I'd only been in town like a week. And, yeah. um, and she's like, what's your Instagram? That's your business card here. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I, you know, give her my phone and, and she plugs her, um, plugs her Instagram in or whatever. And she sees how many followers, <laughs> followers I have and how many posts I have. And she goes, Oh, you've got like 250 followers and seven posts you've made. Yeah. Fix that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it was like, um, my Instagram is literally private still. Like it's yeah. not even public. I don't like people in my business, so that's a weird thing for me to adjust. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, this immediate thing of being like, okay, well, and so yeah, my my Insta game, I guess for instance, like has gotten much better. It's like every gig you go to, you post the obligatory behind the drum set mm -hmm. crowd shot. My office for the night, you right. know. Um, so and every other drummer's like, oh, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I never say my office for the night. I will not do it. Uh, I can't say I never have though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like you know, and it sucks because you're in the moment of creating music, right? And to that having to be something that you're like, all right, shit, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, y you know, taking you out of the moment for even a second. To right. in between a song or whatever to just stand up and snap a shot and you know make sure it's a, it's a good picture it's a good picture okay cool now i'm gonna throw a million fucking filters on this thing after right make it look like it's super cool and you know whatever i mean if you look at my insta like it's the same picture basically over and over again some weird angle of the drum set from just hovering above the snare right and, <laughs> like try to get the light on it so that it looks like i'm on a big stage or whatever so, yeah like it's it's the same thing and i just pop done move on with it but again you know as a musician someone you know you might ask your whatever be like hey if you need a drummer give me a call cool right. man and what's the first thing they're gonna do they're gonna fucking find you on social media and they're gonna you know social media stalk you and see what yeah. you see what you're doing and see what you're see who you've played with see where you've played yeah what is who your situation? else trusts you to play i mean that that's a big thing too because like i know a lot of guys that if you're not playing they're gonna assume it's because something's wrong with you mm -hmm. right definitely right so yeah i guess like being being uh you know on top of doing that and and being like look how many gigs i play you know right just merely for the sense that like someone's going to see that you're playing a lot and be like oh, okay, exactly well, i can hire this guy it's i mean yeah it's it's a perception thing yeah like they have to perceive you as being a professional so that they want to hire you mm -hmm. yeah. yep but we have been running a long time this is going to be another two-part episode <laughs> we told you we could talk yeah no it's been fantastic <laughs> but uh so just as like a fun closer what is the most interesting or fun thing you have discovered or fun place you've been to in Nashville that has nothing to do with music? Mm. Nothing to do with music. Let's think about that. I don't know. There's like a, it still kind of has to do with music. I don't know. Like my favorite, like dive bar that I've discovered, like non Broadway, uh -huh. there's a dive bar that one of my girlfriends took us to and it, 
is like the spitting image of one of like the dive bars in our college town. Okay. And I walked into this bar and I was like, oh my God, I'm in Howard's. And that was like, it feels like it home. It feels like home. And I was like, oh, like it just feels so homey to me. Yes. I don't know. I'm, I'll be honest. We haven't done a lot of the touristy things and it's like right. all on our list. Like we really want to go to the Parthenon. We've, we haven't gone there yet. We, we're such homebodies and then we're just working constantly. Yeah. And, right. and like we work all day and then we go gig at yeah. night. And, you know, it's like a lot of times we're not home till 2 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, we just like haven't gotten the opportunity even being here eight months. It's just like when we do get the moments to like have to ourselves, we're like, we're just going to veg out. On I want to hang out. Man. I want to like, drink beer at home. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so I would, yeah, I would have to say Fat Bites is definitely. Yeah, been, Fat Bites and Hermitage. That's, yeah, that's, that place has been awesome. And like that's our one little like getaway that we go do. And, yeah. And that's, where we go out to fairly consistently yeah. when we generally don't go out consistently yeah, at we're, all. We're, we're nice. bad about we that. We get paid to be at bars. We don't want to go pay to be at bars. <laughs> no, you know? I feel I mean. like that a lot. Yeah. And like, that's one of the reasons it's so hard for me to get down to Broadway yeah. to see all my friends play. It's because if I'm not there, I don't want to be. Oh my God. Well, in Broadway, <laughs> like, it's such a zoo and parking right. sucks. And like, you yeah. You pay $40 for it. No matter yeah. Where you you're really, at, you like, really got to want to go downtown. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe ask us that question again. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad <laughs> that I don't year. have a better answer no, no, than that, like, there's a bar I like. <laughs> that's, it's, it's a real answer though. Like yeah. you're not plugging some dumb thing mm-hmm. like, Oh, well I like to go to the mall. There's a really good mall. No, there's not. Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> that's not really, that stuff doesn't really interest us. No, nope. yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, like the, the little dive bars or the mom and pop restaurant mm-hmm. that you accidentally stumble into. Yes. Like, that's the stuff that I want to hear yep. about. Because, like, everybody knows about the big name stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I really love this restaurant. Yeah, you and 50,000 other yeah. people that live in oh, the city. Oh, did the Michelin star tell you to go there? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my dive bar at? Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys so much for coming out here and doing this. And I hope that uh, we can get you back on later and we can update everybody on your career and yeah, you know, that album that's coming out out or that <laughs> tour you're about to go on or yeah that's let's the hope. goal yeah. let's hope yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for having us yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure this has been a lot of fun yeah, yeah good talk all right y'all well i will talk to y'all soon thank you thank you Well, there you have it. That wraps up our Eli and Grace episode. I really appreciate you guys hanging in with me on these two-part episodes. I'm not doing it on purpose, but once we get to talking about Nashville and music, it just kind of goes on and on and on. And there were definitely some things that I wanted to cover with them. And by the time we hit the hour mark, we weren't even almost done. So I really appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Um, whatever you're listening to this podcast on whatever platform I would really appreciate it if you would take just a quick second and rate it for us that would be amazing we've hit a lot of milestones in the last few weeks and I'm very proud of how it is going Um, and that would just help us grow a little bit better and a little bit faster so if you guys could do that that would be amazing Um, if you have any friends that you think would enjoy this podcast please share it with them everything we can do to make this grow that would be fantastic all of my socials are our story of bob Um, feel free to contact me on any of those if you have any suggestions or any questions or anything you would like to know more about nashville or the music scene or anything like that um i guess well i'll just start wrapping things up and like always it's never too late to tip your bartender and don't forget to tip your band